Hallelujah. <laughs> we'll give him a chance to settle. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. No, they'd rather stay here today. Let the children stay with Pastor Tony today. They would rather be with Pastor Tony than go back there with Miss Michelle. Yeah, right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The glory to his name. Brothers and sisters, let's, uh, I want to ask you just to bear with me just for a minute. God has, has um, it's been a very difficult morning this morning for me, and, and not for any other reason other than I've had to, I've had to try to um, take so much out of the message. There was so much that I wanted to share and so, so many scriptures, and I just... It's been difficult, very difficult, um, and so I got to just totally trust the Holy Spirit today of what to leave in, what to leave out, and, and where He wants us uh, this morning, so Amen. just bear with me. Amen? Amen? All right, so, man, it's, it's just been a... So God, you know exactly where I am in this moment, exactly where my heart is. Father, I want to serve you by serving them. So Lord, help me to feed only the food that you want served today. Help only that which you want presented be presented here this morning. Lord God, we want to feast on you, Jesus. Jesus, you told us very specifically that unless we eat your body and drink your blood, that we have no part with you. So Lord, we want to partake of you this morning. We know spiritually what that means. We're not drawn away or led away or repulsed by any of that because we understand totally what that means. As we come together and we have a, a, a feast this morning, let it be your word which nourishes our souls, Father, which strengthens us, which guides us and, and takes us to a new level with you, Lord. Lord, we want to be different uh, when we leave today than when we came in. Not, 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 not a, a physical or material blessing, Father, but make a deposit deep down in our soul, a spiritual deposit. Father, we want to be strengthened on the inside. We want the inner man to be strengthened here this morning. So, Lord, that, that can only happen, Lord, when, when you feed us, when you give us spiritual food. So, Lord, I'm praying right now that you would allow your spirit to bring forth your word that we may feast this morning. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen. Very... <laughs> Hallelujah. So we've been talking about, uh, last week it was about building up the inner strength, the spiritual strength. And our uh, foundation scripture last week was Ephesians 3, uh, 14 through 16. For, the, for this reason, I, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom a whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of His glory to be strengthened with might through His Spirit in the inner man. In the inner man. I, my brother and sister, so just... And, and this actually turns out that things have flowed. If you know, remember two weeks ago uh, when we came together, the Lord brought us a, a message as it related to the Holy Spirit being a consuming fire. God is a consuming fire, burning away all the dross. So we know that 
a part of strengthening involves Holy Spirit burning in us and burning away the dross from our lives. In 1 Peter 4.12, if I could remind you in 13, says, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you, but rejoice to the extent that you're partaker of the sufferings of Christ. That when his glory, man, remember that word glory because you're going to hear it a lot. That when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. So think it not strange. We're going to go through these fiery trials and the Holy Spirit and, and God means this to burn away the dross, to burn away the garbage, the fleshliness, those things that are not productive spiritually, those things that hinder us those things that distract us, all of those things that would hinder us from growing spiritually, from being strengthened in the inner man. Strengthening also involves Holy Spirit using His sword, as we talked about last week. His sword, the sword of the Spirit. Remember Ephesians, taking the word of truth, taking the, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, right? So we take that, that sword, and that sword we know is used to circumcise our hearts. Romans 28 and 29, two, I'm sorry, chapter 2, 28 and 29. For he is not a Jew who is one outwardly, nor is circumcision that which is outward in the flesh. Let me backtrack just a, just a whisker here. Because as it relates to New Testament believers, we could say it this way. For he is not a believer, or he's not a saint, or he is not born again who is just uh, outwardly. Nor is his circumcision that which is outward in the flesh. But he is a believer or Jew who is one inwardly and circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit, not, not in the letter whose praise is not from men, but from God. Remember in, in Jeremiah a couple of times, but just specifically in chapter four, verses three and four, for thus says the Lord to the men of Judah and Jerusalem, again, to believers, to his people, break up your fallow ground, you know, cut away your hard heartedness. Soften your heart to God and do not sow among thorns. Don't try to mix the word of God. Don't try to mix the things of God with the things of this world. Circumcise yourselves, verse 4. Circumcise yourselves to the Lord and take away the foreskins of your hearts. So we know that the word of God, the sword of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, He uses the word to help us to circumcise our hearts, to cut away the hardness, to cut away the, the, the foreskin, as it were, of our hearts, exposing our heart to His Word, exposing our heart to the things of God. Amen? Hallelujah. So now let's go back to our foundational scripture, Ephesians 3, 14 through 16. For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that He would grant you according to the riches of His glory to be strengthened with might, through his spirit in the inner man. You see the way, my brothers and sisters, I, I, I messed up, I guess, but that word according should be uh, really emphasized because I want you to really grasp something here this morning as we go forward. See, see what he says, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, not out of the riches of his glory. There's a difference. Philippians 4.19, and my God shall supply all your need according, according not from, according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Glory. You've, we've talked about it before. Some of you already knew before we even talked about it. And I always refer to John chapter 17 because it's such a, a, a perfect situation as it relates to being able to, to present it to, to you. And that is that Jesus goes in that garden and, he, and he's praying. As he's praying, he says, the glory that I had when I was with you, that glory I want back. Jesus was always God. He was always God. He always existed as the Word of God. He always existed. 
He made himself lower. He humbled himself and became a man. But he was always God. And so now he's saying uh, that glory as God, as, as the creator, as everything that God is, uh, that glory that I had before I humbled myself, that I want back. I want to return to that. So what is he saying? That status, that stature, that magnificence, that splendor, that state that I was in, that elevated level, Come on, but, but I, I don't know that anything can describe it better as we're speaking of Jesus as magnificence, glorious splendor, oh, just all power, all might. I mean, that status I want back. But the glory that I now have, I give to them and you. Amen? Isn't that awesome? That, that prestige, that honor, I, I just... So what, what exactly is he speaking of? What, you know, again, I, I just want to say if, just a few things, and if you just bear with me through these scriptures, Matthew 28, 18 and 19, Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. We know this situation. This is when Jesus last appeared to his apostles and he was taken up into heaven. And what did he say? All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So what is the glory? What is the stature? What is the status? All authority. All authority. Spiritual, all authority belongs to him. Now, are you bored with this? You knew this already? Keep this in mind. I want you to hang on to this. 1 Peter 3, beginning in uh, verse 21, but just the very last part of it. Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers having been made subject to him having been made subject to him. What? All authority, all angels, all beings are made subject to him. In Philippians, we're, we're told his name is above every name. That is to say, there is no one more, more great. There is no one more powerful. There is no one beside him. There is no one above him. Jesus is the head of all things. Jesus is, in fact, God. Jesus is, in fact, the most powerful, glorious, magnificent being that ever was and ever will be. Hallelujah. And that's why most of us are here today. So, so now let's go back. Uh, could you go ahead and put that uh, foundational scripture back up for me? So now let's read this again. For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according, according, not out of, according to the riches of his... Somebody helped me out. Hallelujah. So now, now let's, so now do you see, is this tracking with you? See, we're, listen, we're not blessed out of, out of his glory. We're not blessed out of his glory. We're blessed according to it. We're blessed because he, so now there's a big difference. So I, I, I was trying to explain it to Michelle this morning. I just couldn't get it right. So I need the Holy Spirit to help me right now. You know, that's like saying like a billionaire, you know, there's a billionaire and he's going to, uh, bless me out of his billions. So that means out of his billions, he's going to bless me out of his billions and he's going to give me $20. <laughs> See, he's blessing me out of. But if he blesses me according to, whoo! I'm, 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 Say it this way. 
I have a very rich relative, and that rich relative is going to bless me with uh, a new vehicle. And he's going to bless me because he's so rich, he's going to bless me according to his wealth versus from his wealth. I'm not going to get a used clunker from uh, Johnny Feelgood's used auto. No, he's going to give me the best because he's blessing me according to, not just out of. Does, uh, is that tracking with you? Is that? So listen, so what, what is the glory that we're, we're blessed with according to? Uh, what, what does that line up with? What it lines up with the glory, the splendor, the magnificence that Jesus is. That's awesome to me. That man, that, that, cha- that is a game changer. Amen. See, that makes all the difference to me. Why? Why? Be, well, because there is... First, let me go here. See, we have this hope that's in us. What's the hope? And I'm going to take some scriptures out of order, so I'm just, just going to warn. In Colossians 1.25, thank you, Nyla. I serve the church. God appointed me to bring all of his word to you. That word contains the mystery that has been hidden for many ages, but now it has been made known to God's people. God has chosen to make known to them the glorious riches of that mystery. He has made it known among those who aren't Jews. That means it's been opened up to the Gentiles now. And here is what it is. Christ in you, he is your hope of glory. Christ in you, he is your hope of glory. See, there's a different status and a different stature that you're now aware of. And you, listen, no matter what you're going through, no matter what circumstance you find yourself in, there's hope. And that's a good thing because, listen, my brothers and sisters, if there's no hope, people tend to give up. If there is no light at the end of the tunnel, if there's no use, then it never goes right. Everything I try, it it doesn't work, and blah, 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 then you just give up. Now, I'm going to do something very simple here. And, and this is not meant to be, demean the point, but it's just the first thing that came to my mind and my heart. Has anybody ever been on diets before? You're trying to lose weight and you've, you've got, done this diet, you've done that diet, right? Have you ever been discouraged because you don't see the weight coming off? I'm, try, I'm doing everything just like it says. I should be a 98-pound beautiful model by now. Not me. I'm just saying Right? I should be a 98-pound... Yeah, yeah, your beauty's on the inside. That's all I'm going to say. A 98-pound beauty by now. Or whatever. You know. but, but, but watch. It's not working. So what do we do? The heck with it. I'm, not, I'm, I'm giving up on that. See, we, that's what we are... That, that's what some of us do in Christ. I'm going to preach now. That's what some of us do with God. Yo, I've tried that word. I've done what Pastor Tony said. I've read it and I've tried it. It's not working. Well, let me ask you something. You know why it's not working? Because there's a glory that you're looking at that's not the glory of God. You're looking at a different glory. See, there's so much status and stature and and things that we want to achieve. And I'm saying, especially to my young people in here, it's not bad, it's not wrong to have goals. You should have goals in life. But here's a problem. I heard a story recently about a young person who, who had a goal. They wanted to be a millionaire at an early age. And I, I forget the number, so I'm not even going to say. But they had an age set. They wanted to be a millionaire. They wanted to be at the top of their field, and they wanted to be a millionaire. Guess what? They achieved it. And after they achieved it, this person wanted to commit suicide. Why? Because after that, what was there? 
This is the goal. Well, they could maybe want to make more money. or maybe No, for, don't, don't worry about that. Because when they got there, okay, big deal. Now what? And that person was going to commit suicide until they met the Lord. See, what are you working for? What, are you, what do you see as that status, that stature, that glory? Many of us, uh, and, and, it's, and it's not uncommon, you know, we look at material things, we look at maybe jobs, positions, I want to get this certain degree, I got to graduate from this college, I got I to make sure that I'm going to an Ivy League university, or I got to make sure that I'm doing this, or I'm doing that. Again, in and of themselves may not be a bad thing. It's good for you, especially young people. I want to graduate. I want to go to college. But maybe some of you, listen, don't, don't sell God short. Listen to God. Maybe the, the university that you're supposed to graduate from has something to do with ministry. Maybe, the univer- maybe it's not about you know, what I could achieve in business as it relates to uh, you know, the marketplace, secular business. Maybe God wants me to be about his business, and I'm going to college not to serve this corporation or serve myself or to achieve a certain glory that I have in mind, but to achieve his glory or allow him to be glorified through me. Hallelujah. That's the more important thing, isn't it? Why? Because at the end of that, there's just more. There's more hope. And things can go bad while you're on that road that you think that you're supposed to be on. But if you're chasing God's glory, if you're trying to glorify God, if your goal is to be, listen, to be glorifying God in your life, if you're, it doesn't matter what happens, there's still hope. There's still hope. You can be set back, there can be a problem, there can be an issue, but there's always hope. And guess what? When you graduate college or seminary or whatever it is that, you know, I just had a conversation with a young man recently who was a brother in the Lord, young brother in the Lord. And just, I just happened to, we were talking about things and things of God and everything. And I asked him, well, what do you really want to do? What is it? Well, I, I think I'm going to, uh, I'm, I'm in school, but I think I'm going to um, get a degree or uh, lean toward counseling and uh, maybe uh, teaching or something like that. And I said, that's awesome. See, because that is something that, you know, God can use teachers to teach young people. He has a heart for young people. So I could see where God, man, this is an awesome thing. So now, this person, this young man, praise the Lord, if, if God has laid a path before him that involves going to school, learning about counseling young people, or, or teaching, or wherever he, this direction, and then he's, man, there's, there's always going to be hope. Why? Because we know that there's going to be challenges. We know that there, you know, he's, he's going to have final exams. We know that there are going to be relationships alongside this. We know that there are going to be some ancillary things that the enemy of his soul is always going to try to use to, to, to distract him, to, to take him off that path that would lead to God, God's being glorified in his life. But there's always hope. There's always hope. Even if he stumbles, even if he's down in the dumps, even if whatever, whatever may happen, there's still hope. Hope is an important thing. So what, what glory are you working toward? I want a better job. In and of itself, great thing. Great thing. But let me ask you, if that better job doesn't come tomorrow, the next day, or the day after that, uh, what's that going to do to you as it relates to how you conduct yourself? 
I, I need to make more money so that I could support my child. I got bills to pay, Pastor. My God shall supply all you need according to His glory. His glory. Are you glorifying God in your life? Are, do you have an eye on the glory of God? Do you, are you looking into the face of Jesus? Are you, are you really looking at the glory of God? And, and, and that, my brothers and sisters, is the ultimate goal. What is it? What is it that you're trying to achieve? See, we're all trying to achieve something. Now I'm talking about outside the church, in the, in the secular. And please, I'm going to remind you and remind you and remind you. I'm not saying goals and, and achievements in and of themselves are bad things. I know another young man who had his heart set on being a professional athlete. Through injuries, cannot be a professional athlete. His, his world is crushed. His world is crushed. Young man. Still very valuable. Christ died for him. There are still so many things that he can contribute. And there are so many things that the Lord can use him for. There's so much glory that can be experienced. But because this one thing, this one dream, this one quote-unquote glorifying uh, this, this splendor that he was working toward, this honor, this status, this stature that he had in mind and that he was working for doesn't seem to be able to be worked out. That's it. I'm giving up. There's hope. There's hope. There's hope. What's going on? Man, I thought by now in my life, I'd have this kind of, I'd be, a, I'd be at this place in my life. I thought I would not have to worry about, you know, uh, the income. I thought maybe I would have, I would be the average American family. I'd be living the American dream by now. I'd have the house, uh, the, the one, now it's uh, the average home in America is like 3.14. That's how many, uh, it's the same as pie. 3.14 is the average family size in America. My brothers and sisters, you know, whatever that, whatever that vision was, I, I was very fortunate and I can't say it enough. I mean, Michelle, her goal, she, she, she wanted to have a family. And then I was at the point in my life where that's what was, would have been important to me too. Yeah, I still had goals and, and dreams as it relates to you know, what I wanted to do, as it relates to my career and so on and so forth. And I wasn't saved when I first met her, so it didn't involve you know, preaching or teaching or doing anything like that. But I, I had goals, but I really in my heart wanted to have Family. I wanted to have a, a, a person that God, you know, and at that time I wasn't thinking in a godly way, but that person who I could have a family with. And fortunately it worked out because I met a, a woman who wanted to have a family. That was her goal. She didn't want to, she wasn't really career minded or anything like that. Although she's very gifted and talented in areas, her main thing was she wanted to have a family. She wanted to be mom. She wanted to have a family. So praise the Lord. But, but then, my brothers and sisters, something happened. I mean, she, re she would already been born again or been saved once, and so, but she rededicated her life, and I became born again. And still, my goal did not change. I still wanted to have a family. I still wanted to support children. I still wanted to have a home. And, and I remember, as, you know, as her and I are walking through life together, and we're, we're having these experiences and having some setbacks and then wondering God, many times wondering God, is this, should this be happening? 
But he was always faithful. There was always hope. There's always this thing ever before me that God loves me and God has planned all things together for me. He works them out for my good, Romans 8.28. All things will work together for my good. I love him. I know he loves me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But what do I have now? You know, as I'm walking this walk, as I'm going through these paces, you know, things change. I, I have this thing that's set before me. If I move to this area, I'll make more money. Man, that's part of my goal. I want to support my kids. I want to give my kids things that I didn't have. Although my mom and dad worked hard to give me anything and everything, but I want to do, I want to take my kids to the next level. I want to send my kids to private school. I want to, I want to do all of these things. If you're not careful, those goals, those, those, that status and stature that you're desiring, man, then the glory of God takes a back seat now. Now I'm looking at something else and what I'm looking at now becomes my hope. No longer looking in the face of Jesus. No longer understanding that, in, that what is inside of me. This hope of glory. It's only in the face of Jesus. It, oh, come on now. Is this tracking with anybody besides me? And then, you know, we, we have a little boy and, and a little girl would make the family complete. So, uh, I, you know, when, when Anthony was, was... I knew Anthony would be a boy. And back then we didn't have the fancy stuff that you can look and you could tell like pretty quick the gender of your we didn't have no gender reveal parties either I'm just telling you <laughs> but I just know this I could say this because mom pretty much ain't here this morning but I want to tell you the night before Michelle went into labor we still didn't know uh, Anthony's gender but we were at Sears remember that remember Sears we were at Sears and when I was younger, I, 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 you know, back then, especially growing up in the Northeast, I wore, wore corduroy pants all the time. Okay, so now I go back, and we're looking at the baby clothes, and I see a little outfit. It's a little sweater with some corduroy pants. That's my son's. I knew it. That's my son's. So I told Michelle, we are buying this. We can afford nothing back then. We're buying this. That's my boy's. So we bought it. And my mother and father-in-law with mom and dad pretty much with us. And mom pretty much says to me, you're going to be awfully disappointed if that baby's not a boy. Stand up for a minute, now. <laughs> you get the point? I told mom pretty much, there ain't no doubt in my mind that's a boy. No doubt. So we, we've got this thing, we've got this, I don't know why I'm here, I'm just going with it, Holy Spirit help me. But now, you know, Michelle becomes pregnant again, and now, you know, we, I, I, my goal, this perfect, see, it's about the family. That's her goal, my goal, that's what, you know, that's what would make us happy. Right? And so my brothers and sisters, I'm no, I, this is a girl. It, it's got to be. It's perfect, one, one, Done. Well, I'm just going to keep going with this. Holy Spirit, help me. Early in the pregnancy, 
Michelle had some issues. And um, she was, she woke me up really, really early one morning. And she said, Tom, she said, I think something's wrong. She says, I'm, I'm, I'm passing blood. And I think, and I, you know, I'm oblivious. I mean, I just know my wife is hurting. She's crying. And, you know, I, I, I'm praying. And I'm, but I, I'm not changing anything. I'm praying and I want something to change right now, Lord. You know, I need, I need help now. I need, I, I don't need, I need help now. I need her to be, I need her better now. Right? So I'm praying. In the meantime, I, I, I went ahead and I called the doctor. It was so early, I got the answering service and all that. And then me, I don't know what to do. Should I bring her to the emergency room and all that? Then the doctor called me back. And the doctor, and I told the doctor what was going on. And uh, I said, well, you know, should I take her to the emergency room or what? No, no, no. And he got really, I wanted, if I could have reached through the phone right then and just grabbed him by the throat, what happened to the Holy Spirit? In that moment, my wife was hurting, and I'm not justifying it. It was wrong. In that moment, I lost it. I didn't curse at him, didn't yell at him or anything else, but inside me, he, it bothered me. Well, and I'm not going to use the language, but he said, you know, certain things. And, well, we're not, well, no, we don't need to do that. We just need to go ahead and go to the uh, office at what, whatever, 8 o'clock, and we'll do that in the office. Do what? Tell her that she lost the child. Right? So we go, and, you know, I'm, I already know, and I'm trying not to tell her that I already know what the doctor believes is going on. And, and probably in her heart, she's, she knew, or she, at least she thought. So we go, and... Mr. DeSanto, will you come in here for a minute? Yeah, because they had her in there. They did their examination, and they do a sonogram. And sure enough, they do this sonogram, and they are able to detect this heartbeat. And they said, Mr. DeSanto, you see that little sack behind there? Yeah. Well, um, there were twins here. And um, it's very rare that this happens. Usually, if one is lost, both are lost. But as, we can, as far as we could tell now, this baby's fine. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Miracle. But so, so, so now watch. What are you saying, Tony? But that makes no sense. It makes all the sense in the world. If my whole focus, if my status, if my stature, if it has everything to do with the achievements, with what I have here on earth, with what my goals are, if it, man, I'm going to be shattered because it doesn't always work out that way, does it? And then we also find when we achieve our goal, I mean, I, I, when I was younger, I want to be a superintendent by the time I'm 25. Some of you know what I do. You understand exactly what I mean. I, I, I want to be, I was somebody's assistant. I want to be, I want to have my own job. I want to have my own, cor- I want to be a, a, a super, by the time I'm 25. Guess what? It happened. And when it happened, guess what? I was happy for a little while and then big deal. This job ain't paying me enough money. My kids are getting bigger. It costs them more. When they get bigger, it starts costing you more. They start eating more. The clothes cost more. School costs more. Man, when they start getting bigger, it costs you more. I need more money, God. I got to get a better job. Are, are you, is this tracking with you? So now if my whole system, if my whole life is, you know, is centered around these goals, if, if this status, if this stature, 
is what I'm after, I'm, going to, I'm not going to be very happy. I'm not going to make it. I'm not saying you're going to be not make heaven. Hear what I'm saying. I am not going to be this honorable vessel that God can continue to pour into so that he can be glorified here on earth. No, my, listen, now, I, it took me a while, but I, I just started finding out it's got everything to do with God living through me, in me and through me. It's got everything to do with that. Everything that I do, I have to do to the, I'm starting just now at 50 something years old, I'm just now finding out when Paul said, for me to live is Christ. To die is gain, but for me to live is Christ. I understand what he's talking about now, but it took me all of these years of being a Christian to really understand that. Jesus, be glorified in my life. Jesus, show yourself powerful in my life, not so that I can receive some kind of a letter of recommendation, not so that I can receive an award. No, 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 Jesus. Just receive, listen, Jesus, Jesus. It's about you. It's not about me. Be glorified in my life. And some of us are there. I know some of you are there. I'm, 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 you know, we want for the glory of God. You know, some of us, maybe because of age, you know, we've already, you know, we already seen what it's like. We see how the game is played. We already know. Maybe some of us are still trying to make it. We're kind of in that 30-something to 40 range, and we're still trying to make it. We're still trying to get to that level so that we can have some kind of a financial independence or we're working real hard to get there or, you know what, you're working, there's nothing wrong with hard work. But again, what are you working for? What are you working toward? Because when you get there, you're going to find out it ain't what it, cracked up to be. it was cracked up to be. It's not what you expected and it's not what you thought. It's not going to, I'm guaranteeing you that when you get there, you're going to have some of the same problems that you have where you are right now. When you get there, there may be a whole different set of problems that you weren't expecting. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Couldn't wait to be a superintendent. Now, I can't wait not to be one. Amen. Hallelujah. But, as long as I am, glory to God. Hallelujah forevermore. Glory to God. Oh, to God be the glory. God, you're going to have to go ahead and carry me through this. God, on the, in these bad days when I'm dealing with everybody's mess. I mean everybody's mess. Lord, I don't have the strength. But Lord, you have all the glory. There is no other one beside you. There is no other one above you. You have all power. You have all authority. All majesty is yours. And you have blessed me according to that glory. Hallelujah. You have blessed me according to that glory. You're not going to measure me out a little bit. Lord, you are in charge of it all. So Lord, take charge of it all right now. I give it to you. Hallelujah. Yeah, but, you know, they're talking bad about me. They hate me. Join the club. But this, but that, but that. If, listen, if again, if you're being led by your butt, you're going the wrong way. My brothers and sisters, listen, it's about, listen, who are we glorifying in our lives? What status, what stature are we looking to, see, now we started off, I need to be strengthened in the inner man. 
If Listen, if I'm not glory, if, if, if the glory of God is not my goal, I can't be strengthened on the inner man. Because it takes these pieces to come together. So listen, I, wanna, I, I got an example from the, the Bible, and I don't know if this is going to work for you or not, but it worked for me. So here we go. Jesus is in the garden praying. He took his three closest disciples, Peter, James, and John, right? So he's about, Jesus knows what's going to happen. So he goes and he's praying and he says to them, pray, pray, lest temptation come upon you. Pray, pray, pray. And we know what happens. Jesus goes back and they're sleeping. But I'm going to read to you uh, in Matthew 26, verse 40. Then he came, Jesus, to his disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, what? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. We know that scripture by heart, don't we? But now, listen, remember what I said to you last week, and it sounded like a contradiction, but it's not. The flesh is actually pretty strong when it comes to doing the things that are contrary to God. And and see, here's the problem. We need to be strengthened in our spirit so that we don't follow the flesh. So I need to be strengthened. Why? Because I don't want to glory in these things of the earth. I want the glory all to be about God. I want my status, my stature is tied up with God. So I don't want to look at the things of the earth, the things that appeal to the flesh, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. Why do I want to be the world's greatest athlete? So I can bling, bling, baby, and be noticed. I'll be set for life. My grandkids will be set for life. Great, great. But you would be given a better heritage to your grandkids if you taught them about the things of God. Because when they stand before him and they, they are not going to be able to pay God off with the billions that you left them behind and get into heaven. The only thing that will get them into heaven is a life lived in Christ. Amen. So the best thing that we can do for our children, our grandchildren, the people that go to church with us, the children that are in this congregation or in the, the rooms next door, the best thing that we can do is show them examples of people living in Christ. Hallelujah, because that's what's going to happen. I'm not, God is not going to be impressed with how many golf courses I built, how many, how many awards I got for my golf courses. God is not going to be impressed with that. He's not going to be impressed in how much we were able to charge per tee time because the golf course was so good. He's not going to be impressed with any of that. I am not going to say, stand before God and be able to say, well, God, you know, you know my heart. Yeah, I do. I tried to help you with your heart. Remember, I sent the Holy Spirit with the Word to help you to circumcise your heart, to help you to break up the follow ground, but you wouldn't. Why? Because you were glorying in your golf course. You were glorying in your millions. You were glorying in your status, your stature. You were looking at having a big family or a medium-sized family. You were looking at that next house. You were looking at that next car. You were looking at that, this, the other thing. Is this ministering to anybody besides me today? Boy, you're awfully quiet. You're awfully quiet. Why? This is so rudimentary, but my brothers and sisters, this is where we are. Glory, and, but, but I want you to know, there's hope. There's always hope. Why? Because he is magnificent. Because he is unbelievable as it relates to what he's willing to go ahead and forgive you and me for. He's, he's so loving. He's so kind and, and generous There's no one above him. There's no one beside him. And he wants to bless you according to that glory. There's hope. 
There's hope. I'm going to, so now we go, go back to these apostles. I mean, they're setting their, the, the, the spirit is willing, the flesh is weak. We, we got to strengthen. These guys walked and talked with him for three plus years. He's basically told them what was going to happen. Didn't he? Come on, stay with me. Yes. And so now they're just on the, the, they're just on the doorstep of all of this coming to, to, to its fruition. Inside of them, did they want to do it? Yeah. Did they want to obey Jesus? Yeah. But the flesh was weak. They couldn't do it. They fall asleep. We, need, we can't fall asleep. I'm afraid, my brothers and sisters, that we've kind of fallen asleep. We need to be strengthened in the inner man so that, listen, so that our sleep and our slumber don't overtake us. So that the flesh, listen, so that the flesh doesn't have rule over us anymore. So that Madison Avenue doesn't have rule over us anymore. Does anybody know what I mean by that? So the advertisements and all this other, so that Hollywood doesn't move us anymore. So that the TVs and the, and the social media and all that stuff doesn't move us anymore. We have to be strengthened in the inner man. And that's what we're talking about. So we let the Holy Spirit burn away the dross. He's going to burn us, but we don't run from the fire because we know that that fire is making us pure. We don't change course. We hold the course. And then we come out of that fire as jewelry, not just some stuff that we can, you know, that he can fashion something cheap out of. We come out of that fire like jewelry. He shows us off. He's showing his glory. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We let the sword of the Spirit... We take that and we help it. We let it break up the follow ground of our heart. We let it circumcise our heart. Holy Spirit, the word, the sword of the Spirit starts to break up the follow ground, cuts away the hardness of our heart, exposing our heart to the things of God. Amen? Hallelujah. So we're strengthened. But now I want to give you another scripture. First Timothy, I don't think she has it, so just write it down and check it out. First Timothy 4, 7 through 9. Here's what it says. Reject profane old wives' fables. And exercise yourself toward godliness. For bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things, having promise of life that now is and of that which is to come. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance. See, we all know and we, are re and we willing, willingly accept the fact that if we want our bodies to be strengthened, we're going to have to exercise. You know, and, and whether we're a bodybuilder and we're doing the weightlifting or whether we're just trying to keep something, you know, uh, healthy and, you know, we're going to do some cardio to make sure that our heart muscle continues to work properly and, and our breathing goes well and all of this other stuff. We know that the muscles in our body, you know, we need to go ahead and we need to, to exercise. And if we don't, we grow weak. Our muscles will grow weak or what is that word? Atrophy? Atrophy. We, we, we can become weak and, and then through lack of use, use it or lose it, baby. So now I want to, I, I told Michelle, man, I really, I'd like to show, because I'm the king of uh, abandoned exercise equipment. Actually, I'm not. I'm probably the prince. I know there are people that are definitely more kingly than me in that department. You know, you try it for a little while and then, nah, not so much. Garage sale. That becomes garage sale material, Right? But I said to Michelle, you know, all of these things, and she said, I've got just the thing. I said, okay. So she brought me this, and I said, perfect. And you know why I said perfect? Because there are things in here I don't know what to do. She pulls this out. 
I said, what the heck is that? Well, good for you. I'm saying, yeah, you know what? I'm thinking, that's good, because if you really want me to exercise, you're going to have to tie me in one spot and make me do something, because that's going to buy me up. And then, you know what the second thought I had? Yeah, I, the things that we exercise with in this world can become binding. And that's the thought. I'm not going to stand here and say, well, Holy Ghost spoke to me this awesome revelation. Think about that, though. I, you don't have to be a spiritual giant to figure that out. The things that we do, the things that become the, the grand in our lives become something that can bind us up. But yes, Smarty, this is a jump rope. And I didn't know it. So that, Okay, so she explained it to me. Now this, she couldn't even figure out. So any of you Smarty pants in there that want to tell me what this is, I don't know what this is. Does anybody know what this is? She, she tried to put it around her waist, and I guess that it couples with this somehow, but I don't know. To me, this is just more binding. To me, this is just going to keep me bound up just a little bit more. So you know what I figured? Who needs exercise? She couldn't even figure that one out. It's her set. Now then, she pulled out this. Now I know this, right? You're supposed to... Wait a minute. That didn't work. We say, Mike, say it loud. Okay, well, I didn't know that. I could do this all day long. <laughs> no, but, but think about that. I needed her to explain that to me. And listen, there's other stuff in here. Now here's another one. I, I don't know what this is. Wax on, wax off. I don't know what this is. I, I don't know what it is. And be, be honest with you, neither did she. Now, what, you know what it is? What is it? Oh, so it's a band to exercise that. Very good, very good. See? So now watch. Here's the thing. That's a travel kit. Whenever I travel and want to exercise, I've got to take Sirius with me. I've got to take Michelle with me. They've got to tell me what to do. Sirius, what are you doing next week? No, kidding. Hey. Then there's some other stuff that's a little bit, I guess it's a little more obvious. It's, it's some kind of weight of some sort. Here's two uh, uh, dumbbells for uh, Mickey Mouse, I guess. But my brothers and sisters, here's, here's the point. I've got all of that stuff. There's a couple of things that can happen here. Now, I could look at it over there, and I could look at it all day long. I am not stronger. I have no car. I, there's nothing's going to happen. I'm not going to get any result from that just looking at it. Then I could pull it out like I did and start taking it apart. But now, if I don't know what to do with it, I don't know how to apply it, it ain't going to work. I think this is tracking with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we have, my brothers and sisters, Jesus face to face. We have that, that glory. We have all of this potential to be everything that he's called us to be. We have everything that we need in this life to succeed according to him. Not according to what the world says, but according to him, we have everything in this life that we need to succeed. How do I know that? Remember. Remember. We're blessed according to his glory. 
there's nothing more glorious than him. There's no one above him. There's no one beside him. Another scripture. But we all, 2 Corinthians 3.18, we all with unveiled face, beholding in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. The Word and the Spirit are taking us from glory to glory to glory. So now let me ask you, are you advancing? Are you going from glory to glory? Ask yourself, am I going from glory to glory? Am I moving from status to status? Oh, you may be advancing in your job. You may have just gotten a new house. You may have just, and praise the Lord. Give God the glory for it. Praise him. Because, you know, every good and perfect gift comes. But now, listen, here's the thing. And I just almost made that mistake. What mistake? I automatically, I called those things good and perfect gifts. Just because it appears to be good doesn't mean that it's good. God's got to be in it. God's got to be in it. How do we know if God is in it? Where are you with your relationship with God? Where are you? James 1. Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. He observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Let's go back. Exercise. Would you please put Timothy back up there first, Timothy? Thank you so much. Exercise yourself toward godliness. So now watch. I'm not going from glory to glory. It's because you're not exercising. And what does the exercising look like? Well, those scriptures that I just shared with you. You read the word. You pray. You do those things that God has called you to do. Exercise toward godliness. I'm walking according to the word that he's implanted in me. Come on. Godliness is profitable for all things. Having promise in this life and the life to come. You know, the, if you read in um, Revelation, talks about the new Jerusalem and how it just gives us a little peek into the glory of God. Where God, there, there's not going to be the need for any sun in the new Jerusalem. There won't be any sun. Because the light of his glory is going to shine so bright, there won't be any need for any sun. And know what it says? That we, who are believers, are going to be in that light. You're going to be right in that glory with God. How awesome is that? How awesome is that? So, so let me ask you again. You have to be exercising toward godliness. Some of us haven't made up our minds. Do we believe this all? Do, do you believe it? Young people, old people, everybody, do we believe this? Do you believe what this says? Hallelujah. Man, exercise ourselves toward 
godliness. That's how we profit in this life and in the one to come. No longer looking to change my status according to the world standard or according to my own flesh, my likes, my dislikes. I want to, please. Too many of us partner with the wrong people. Now listen, I don't want any wife or any husband in here thinking that I'm saying you're with the wrong person because I'm not. Come on now, this is serious. But how many of us are looking for that person to go through life with and we're willing to settle for someone who is not living right? who's not living after the principles and, and precepts of God, who has no idea. Or maybe who talks the talk, but it's very obvious that they're not walking the walk. How many of us would go into business with somebody, partner in business with somebody who's not living for God? But because there's an opportunity here that maybe we can become rich or make money or, or change our status as it relates to our finances, we're willing to go ahead and make that commitment. How many of us are willing to go ahead and maybe extend ourselves a little bit financially because after all, you know, we have a good job right now and God has blessed us with this job. So I can go ahead and, yeah, it's going to be a little tight, but if I, you know, if I don't go out to eat every other night of the week, I can, I can swing this. Is that the glory that you need to be looking for at this time? Come on. Let's exercise toward godliness so we could be strengthened on the inner man. Hallelujah. 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 Stand with me, please. I would love, I, I, wish, I, I, I wish I had a voice and I could just sing out to God. I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice to worship you, O my soul. Rejoice, take joy, my King, in what you hear.